Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024, pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024, cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. All right, rolling along on this Monday edition of PFT Live, Mike along with Mike. This is where we hand out our awards, the superlatives coming from the Sunday that was, as always, Mike, you get the first crack. I, I appreciate that very much. And I said, and, and Actually, I'll start as with I said uh, that, Mike, Mike, as I said that, it occurred to me, that's not true. Last week, I took the first one. But uh, anyway, this week, you get the first crack. Maybe next week, I'll take it. I, I appreciate that very much. I, I'm going to start with, you know, rookies growing up a little bit here. We, we saw some of the rookie quarterbacks playing a little bit better, and I'm going to pick one, and that's, that's Zach Wilson. What a game that he had, and what certainly helped. Game one, he was sacked six times. Game two, four times. Game three, five times. Just one sack yesterday. So a combination of the line blocking a little better, Zach getting rid of the ball. He throws a really, really nice long ball. Had the long one to Corey Davis for the touchdown, but he's had others. And that was that was rolling out. Uh, he's had passes rolling out. I like when they move him. I do like him throwing from the pocket, but he is a guy that needs to keep moving. Directing traffic on the touchdown pass to Corey Davis, rolling right. I I, I just I liked his poise in the preseason, but I always said, let's, let's let's pull the reins back. Preseason is vanilla defenses, and he struggled coming out of the gate, which wasn't shocking at all, but you can see the growth that Zach Wilson has to looking like what people thought he may be. This was a good start for him here. Yeah, and a Titans team that came in at 2-1, and one, they didn't have A.J. Brown or Julio Jones, but still, this was yeah. improvement. It was encouraging, and to see Zach Wilson and the Jets get their victory, just like the Giants now the Giants were closer in their games it felt than the Jets but it was impressive and both teams got their first wins yesterday after starting combined 0-6 my first one quarterback sets all-time record and it wasn't Tom Brady Russell Wilson the fastest ever to 100 wins 10th season fourth game he did it faster then I think Peyton Manning was the other one. It was 10th season, 10th game for Peyton Manning. I may be getting my facts wrong here. I may have to pull up the PFT post and remind myself of who was actually number two. All that matters, though, is Russell Wilson is now number one, the youngest and the fastest to get to 100 
career wins. He started right out of the gates. That helps. And his teams have always been very good. And actually, Mike, this was his third straight week with his opportunity to become the fastest to 100 wins because they lost two games in a row. And he was looking at the first three-game losing streak of his career. So he avoided that, and he got his 100th win faster than anybody else. And it was was Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning got there in the 10th game of his 10th season. For Russell Wilson, it was fourth game of his 10th season. And Russell Wilson had one of those Russell Wilson plays, too, where he escapes, you know, ends up rolling right and heaving the ball down. He's the best deep passer in the game, but he is an incredible, incredible player. Uh, My second one is going to be, what the hell were you thinking? Detroit Lions, now, maybe when I spell this out, you can tell me where where my thinking was wrong. So they're 10 points down. Now, the last I checked, that would be a touchdown, an extra point, and you'd need a field goal as well. And it doesn't matter what order you get that in, if I, if I would imagine, right? It shouldn't. So they're 10 down. They have a fourth down play. They're in field goal range, and there's four over four minutes to go. And, I mean, it's, it's a short field goal. Why are you not kicking the field goal? You need a field goal. You don't have to onside kick it then. There's still four minutes to play. Play some defense, get the ball back, and then go for the touchdown. Instead, they go for a quick out, and it was an off-the-mark off throw by Goff, and now they're still 10 down with four minutes to go. I, 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 I'm like, am I taking crazy pills? Why didn't they kick the field goal there? Yeah, well – because, as my good friend Big Cat says, dysfunctional teams do dysfunctional things. That's the explanation. Oh. Because they're the Lions. That's why. Why? Because they're the Lions. And, and that's the difference between the Lions and Bill Belichick. Because with Belichick, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about, well, why did he kick the field goal? He could have gone for it all for three. Well, he's Bill Belichick, so we assume he had a plan, and he's operating on a level the rest of us aren't. With the Lions, it's just like, ah, they're the Lions. <laughs> let's not, let's yeah. not overthink this. They're the Lions. And, Mike, I think that may be the, the easiest answer. Yeah. Um, how about the Kyler Who Award? We talked about great running quarterbacks, whether it's Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Sam Darnold. He's got five yeah. rushing touchdowns in four games. First time that's happened in a long time, if not ever. Hello, Sam Darnold. Uh, with those quarterback draws shooting right up the middle, showing off some speed and surprising defenses, they better account for that. And, of course, when they do, then something else is going to open up. But even though the Panthers lost, they got something with Sam Darnold. David Tepper, the owner of that team, desperate to get his franchise quarterback and maybe he has one who is kind of evolving into that role before his eyes. We're going to see on that. I'm not sure I totally agree on that just yet. Certainly, he's got a lot more weapons and playing better than he did with the Jets, but I still think it's a time-will-tell thing. But can't deny what you said, five rushing touchdowns. You're right. Yeah, Kyler and Lamar, who? I can show you I got some wheels. So my third one is going to be a repeat. I've done it, I know, this year already, but – I, I can't help it because it's so much fun to watch is the Dallas Cowboys rushing attack. I mean, what they're doing, you know, since that week one when Zach Martin was out, now he's back in there, 245 yards rushing yesterday. And I know the backs, this time it was Zeke Elliott, over 100 yards, and the backs that we talk about them all the time. But I will continue to say, and why I bring them up is because I want to help people watch a game differently. Don't just watch the back. When the play is starting, watch the offensive line. You'll eventually get to the ball. 
because if it's a running play, the line's going to take you right to the, where the running back is running anyway. Watch the line. So learn about line play. Watch what these guys do. Watch combo blocks. Watch these guys go the old lineman to the next level in blocking the linebackers. Watch their ability to hook and open holes for these running backs. Just watch what they do up front. I promise you, it'll be a pretty cool thing to see. And as commentators talk about it, you'll hear. And then again, you'll eventually see the back make his yards. But I get saying, oh, look what the running back's doing. The running backs aren't doing any of that without the offensive line in front of them. And with that offensive line, with those two studs, Tyron Smith and Zach Martin, this is the, now this isn't the line they had a few years ago when they had five you know, incredible players and they were the top line in the game. But let me tell you, they, they are playing some really good ball, and they're in that upper echelon again of, of offensive lines. Yeah, absolutely. And at a time when we felt like it was starting to disintegrate and it was getting yep. toward the end, they have found a way to make it work in the Cowboys. This just in pretty damn good so far this year. Next one for me, this is the How You Doing Award. Goes out to Aaron Rodgers and Mike Tomlin. Steelers may be in the market for yes. a quarterback next year. And uh, there's a little uh, yeah, 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 little nod, a little yeah, a little yeah. Hey, I see you. Yeah, hi, yes, yes, uh, yes, <laughs> yes, we, yes, we may be, yes. You may be able. Yes, come on, Aaron. Yes, wouldn't wouldn't it be wouldn't it be amazing though, if the Steelers would indeed go from thirty nine year old broken down Ben Roethlisberger to not much younger, but not broken down at all, Aaron no. Rodgers next year. And and Rodgers laid it on pretty thick with Pat McAfee on Tuesday about how much he respects Mike Tom and the Steelers. My goodness, I. I oh. Uh, don't let Steelers fans think about it too much. They 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 may they may get themselves worked up into some form of hyperventilation if they think about Rodgers coming to Pittsburgh. Well, well, I, I was thinking about it. I know everybody keeps saying Denver, Denver. You know, was was possibly before the season or whatever. But think about just just think about that for a moment. You have your excellent young back in Najee Harris. You got three good wide receivers. Your defense is tough. They're a little up and down, but for the most part, it's a good defense. What they would need to do is really work on that O-line. They've, they've already, it's been kind of redone this year, and just make sure you have some proper pieces in place, whether it's through free agency or whatever, to get that line as stable as you can. Now, what would help is Aaron Rodgers can move better than Ben Roethlisberger can. But, yeah, my, when I saw that, you know, my mind started to wander going, you know what? That'd be, that'd be a pretty good matchup. I, and I would imagine Pittsburgh Steelers fans are, you know, have that dancing in their head a little bit as well. And let me, let me add this too, Mike, though, because to the extent that Aaron Rodgers bristles at the idea that the attitude in the Packers organization is you just work here, they got the same attitude in Pittsburgh. They're not going to take kindly if Aaron Rodgers wants to show up and be given the keys to the car the way Tom Brady's gotten them, and, and that's, uh, that's something he's going to have to be ready for if it would ever come to that. But, boy, to go from Green Bay to Pittsburgh, one storied franchise to another – that's you. Yeah, he he's leaning West Coast, but I guess if there's any East Coast team he'd be interested in, it would have to be yeah. the Steelers. What quarterback wouldn't want to play for the Steelers? Yeah, listen, I, I agree with that. And I think who doesn't have respect for that organization? You know, and the fact that in, in today's sports world, we go through coaches like like chewing gum. You know, give them a couple of years and get rid of them. Well, not the Steelers. We know from Chuck Noll and Bill Cowher and Mike Tomlin, I mean, they will give you the chance to have stability, and I think players recognize that as well. All right, let's take a break. When we return, 
The Chiefs getting it done offensively yesterday, but they have a guy who is about to join the team, and their quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, is very excited. I'll tell you what Mahomes told me about the arrival pending of Josh Gordon when PFC Live continues right after this. Different going up against some of these guys in practice, and now you go up against them in the game. Is there a different feel when you do that? Um, I mean, it doesn't count in practice, so nothing matters if you get touchdowns or interceptions, so it all counts out here. Um, it was a tough, hard-fought game. It was very typical Patriot-type weather. Um, you know, very tough to come into the environment. I thought the fans did a great job at that, that little, uh, what do they call that horn, that foghorn, whatever. Man, that thing's loud as could be. You don't think about it much when you're, you know, trying to, uh, you know, when the, when the defense on the field, I just happened to be on the field when that thing was going off. So, yeah, uh, it's a great home field advantage. The fans were amazing. And um, just happy to, you know, for, for, for our team personally, just for us to get a win in a really tough environment. It's tough to do in the NFL. You ran out of the and you did your 100-yard run that you've done so many times, but you ended in the opposite end zone. What was going through your head? What was your first thought there? Well, I couldn't run through the normal tunnel, so... Um, yeah, it just happened to be the opposite way tonight. And uh, it's just fun, a lot of emotions, and it's a very, uh, very emotional week. Just, again, these guys are like my brothers, you know what I mean? And I got to, you know, there's two groups of people, I, all of my Bucks teammates that I love and, and uh, I'm going to battle with every week. Kansas City Chiefs had a huge day offensively in Philadelphia. Look at Tyreek Hill's numbers. 11 catches, 186 yards, three touchdowns. Patrick Holmes told me after the game that he could have had even more than that. He was giving Tyreek a hard time because they had single coverage and Tyreek didn't change his route. And it would have been even bigger than that. Mahomes couldn't have gotten much bigger than five touchdown passes. But what Mahomes is excited about, and I talked to him for about six or seven minutes after the game, Josh Gordon. Currently on the practice squad, about to be on the active roster, likely will be in the lineup on Sunday night when the Chiefs host the Bills. Mahomes, Mike, went on and on about how special Gordon is, about how hard he works, about how great it is to have him on the team. I can't wait to get him involved in the offense. And the my favorite stat about Josh Gordon, 2013, he played in 14 games. He had over 1,600 Receiving yards. More than Terrell Owens or Randy Moss ever had in an entire season in their careers. And he did it with Jason Campbell, Brandon Whedon, and Brian Hoyer. Now he's got Patrick Mahomes. And I know he's 30, but he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear. Full tread on the tires, baby. The car's been sitting in the garage. The tires are fully treaded and ready to go. This could be exactly what that Chiefs offense needs because they've yet to find anyone to step into the Sammy Watkins void. You get Josh Gordon playing at a high level with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, offense opens up all over again. I'll say this, Mike. You said if. Do you know how big that mountain if is? You said 2013. What has he done since then? Not a damn thing because he's suspended much from football. the league. Right. All right? So so I, I'm, I'm going to say save me on that one. You know, now I will say – 
Antonio Brown, we saw all the talent in the world and then all the things that he went through with the different teams and and he was his own worst enemy, you know, wouldn't stop tweeting, wouldn't shut his mouth. And then all of a sudden, he did stop tweeting, and he did stop talking, and he just concentrated on football again. And he's pretty damn good. Josh Gordon, for a whole different set of reasons, has not been playing football. And can't get himself back on. Keeps getting reinstated time and time again, and then doesn't do anything. Now, if he does, great. I'll sit here and be the first one to applaud it. But I, I don't know how, how, oh, my God, I can't wait to see what he's going to do. We all know the dude is a physical freak. There is no doubt about that. But, when you, but in all honesty, when you got to say, boy, remember back in 2013? Yeah. You know what I remember about that? That was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. So pardon me if I don't say I'm going to wait and see what happens on this one because he's done nothing to prove that he can be that receiver Again, if he can, I'll be the first to stand and applaud because uh, he's getting a, yet another chance to play in the NFL. I hope, I hope, I hope for his sake, what's going on off the field, more importantly than on the field, I hope that is all squared away and taken care of because that's the most important thing because we all have a lot of life to live after playing professional right. football. But on the field, I'm going to take the wait-and-see approach. We don't have nearly enough time for me to go into my full-blown rant that I will from time to time delve into when it comes to my frustration with the NFL's willingness and obsession over the years with policing the private lives of players, the months they're away from the field. Why do you care what they do as long as they're not breaking the law? It's not PEDs that Josh Gordon was using. The NFL felt compelled to join in the war on drugs back in the 80s, and it's been there, and they've softened it. And the biggest frustration I have, Mike, is that in 2020, when they dramatically, essentially decriminalized marijuana use, they didn't right. account for. The NFLPA or the NFL did not account for the guys like Josh Gordon, Martavis Bryant, Randy Gregory at the time. Justin Blackman, who's still kind of floating around out there in the wilderness and at one point was talking about coming back. These guys who were on indefinite suspension didn't get a clean start, a reset. They should have. They should have gotten a fresh start. And uh, Josh Gordon's still caught in the gears of the old system. Hopefully he can put that behind him. Hopefully the influence of a guy like Patrick Mahomes will help him the way that the influence of a guy like Tom Brady helped Antonio Brown. Right. I, I, listen, I agree with you. I, it's what I just said. If people think I don't like Josh Gordon, that's not the case. I'm talking about football and then off the field. Off the field's way more important than on the field. Let's see what he can do on the field because he's gotten chance time and time again, and he hasn't been able to do anything on the field and then ends up being off the field again. So let's wait and see. But I, I, I for me, I hope his off the field is going way better than what's been going on on the field. Well, he's had a little time with Tom Brady. But he's never had a Patrick Mahomes, and we'll get to see hopefully what those two can do together sooner than later. Sunday Statement Draft, when this Monday edition of PFT Live continues right after this. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, there's Daniel Jones. Look at that performance. 14 for 19, 203 passing yards, a touchdown, and got the win in overtime in a hostile environment. Fans in the Superdome for the first time since 2019. The Saints in the Superdome for the first time this season due to Hurricane Ida. That was a big performance. Maybe that's one of the Sunday statements. We'll see. It's time to draft our Sunday statements. Mike Golick, you're up. I remember you used to say who gets the first pick based on how I answered a trivia question, and we just decided to throw that out because I know no we, answers to trivia questions. So, I, you, I, you made <laughs> it clear week one. We can adapt on the fly, baby. <laughs> I appreciate that. My my first draft pick is uh, is Andy Reid. Uh, listen, I I, I all, all from inside of this, I've been friends with Andy Reid for a long, long time. And Andy Reid, the first coach to win 100 games with two different uh, franchises. He had 140 wins in Philadelphia and just got his 100th with Kansas City. Uh, I was still always amazed how he kind of left Philly, I don't think fully appreciated for what he did because he didn't win the Super Bowl there. Got close to one time and got to some NFC Championship games. Uh, I am just a fan of Andy Reid. I think he's a, a great guy. Uh, I, I Certainly, you know, the issue last week when he went to the hospital, I know off the field with families had so, some tough issues there as well. Uh, but as far as, as the coach and the Andy Reid that I know, I'm such a big fan of his and uh, just want to throw out a big congratulations to him uh, for his success with these two franchises and, you know, his success since he's been coaching. Yeah, and that really is a hell of an accomplishment. He I, I was with the Eagles for a long time. It kind of felt like it had run its course, and he instantly landed in Kansas City and didn't miss a beat and has a Super Bowl championship. And the Eagles have one too, but I'd say right now the Chiefs are probably in better position than the Eagles do in large yeah. part to the presence of Coach Reed. First one for me is the Buffalo Bills. Look, Mike, we're in this age of parody where – Every game feels like it can go either way. It's a bounce of a ball. It's a bad call. It's pass interference or not pass interference or this or that or whatever. Buffalo Bills are kicking ass last three games. They they had that glitch week one that seems even more stunning given how they've performed and how the Steelers who beat them at Highmark Stadium have performed since then. But 35 nothing, 43-21, 40 to nothing, two shutouts. In the first four games, yeah. only the third team to do it since 1990 at a time when the game is completely skewed towards scoring. If my math is correct, and it rarely is, 118 to 21, they've outscored their opponents the last three weeks. We're looking for a dominant team. I'd say the Bills are a dominant team right now. I'd say the Bills right now, and we know it can change. We know it can change quickly, and they get the Chiefs on Sunday night, and we, we don't need to overhype that game. 
but the Bills look like the best team in the NFL right now. And uh, and I know it was the Texans, and they were up near Canada. Maybe we should have just relegated them to the CFL. But they're still an NFL team, and they beat them forty yes. to nothing, and that's pretty damn impressive. I, I agree with you when, when people talk about, well, look who they played. They're an NFL team with NFL professionals, and I've, I I know some teams are better than others. But I'm with you. Remember, we talked about in week one, a team is different in week one than week four or week five. Now, the Bills changed it pretty quickly, but they are absolutely on fire right now, and I am so looking forward to this matchup uh, with Kansas City. But that's, uh, they are playing some great ball right now. Uh, my next draft pick will be uh, I want to draft the room that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady spoke in for 20 minutes. <laughs> that's, that's what I want. Because I went on this whole big thing earlier in the show about, listen, that's their business. And it is. I, I, I stand by everything I said. It's a private conversation. Not everything has to be tweeted or an Instagram story, you know, or, or publicly in front of a, a microphone. It doesn't have to be. And I'm fine with this not being public to anyone unless one of them wanted to be if they were to write a book later, which, which I, I don't see happening and diving into that. But on the other side, I will say, man, I'd like to know what that conversation was like. I would love to know what was said in there. I would love to know if it was just cordial, if it was just business-like, or they went into a little bit. Did they, did they have disagreements? They obviously did way back when, before, before he left that, way back when. Did they discuss those? Was it all about now and going into the future? I would, though it's not my business and I'm cool not knowing, I know I'd like to know. And I think everybody would like to know. And those two are the greatest kind of tease guys out there because they're never going to give you that information. Oh, absolutely. And I hope one of these days we get a tell-all from Tom Brady. We'll never get one from Bill Belichick, but there would be some interesting stuff no. in there. But that's a long way down the road, if ever. Uh, next one for me is Joe Woods, the Browns defensive coordinator. The Vikings offense had been firing on all cylinders. It had been looking great. Kirk Cousins had been looking like a fringe MVP candidate. They had been putting up points. They hung 30 on the Seahawks. They they stayed with the Cardinals in the 30s the week earlier. They went right down the field and scored a touchdown on Sunday against the Browns, and then the Browns put the clamps on the Vikings. And, you know, we'll see it from time to time, Mike. Robert Sala was the defensive coordinator who became kind of like a magnet for cameras Right. And that not, not that Sala doesn't deserve to be a head coach, but you get a nice boost for your career when the cameras start looking for you. And now it's going to be Steve Belichick with all those weird faces he was making last night. Right, kind of like right. uh, back in the day when uh, 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 what's his name? The old Indiana coach. Why am I blanking on uh, Bobby Knight? When Bobby Knight Bobby was Knight, making yeah. his game face, what's the game face? He had that press yeah. conference. He made, what's I don't know what a game face is. And he starts making all yeah. those weird faces. We're going to have the cameras on Steve Belichick now all the time, and that's going to boost his profile. Well, we should put some cameras on Joe Woods because he's put together a pretty damn good defense. They, it's one thing to hold the Bears to six in Cleveland. It's quite another to hold the Vikings to seven in Minnesota. And I thought Kevin Stefanski going back to Minnesota would be about cracking the code of the Minnesota defense with his offense. No, he only scored 14 points. It was about Joe Woods putting the clamps on that Vikings offense. So we need to start worrying about uh, and paying attention to Joe Woods. We're worrying about the time. we got to take a break. We'll do our third round of the Sunday Statement Draft when PFT Live continues right after this.
All right, Sunday Statement Draft, round three. Those are the first two. Mike Golick, you're up. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draft the MVP trophy and finally give it to Russell Wilson. Can this guy ever win one? I mean, he's the top-rated passer yet again in the NFL, has nine touchdowns and yet again at this point, no interceptions. He's been sacked a bunch because the O-line is still not great in front of him, yet he continues to make spectacular play after spectacular play, and wherever they're going to be this year, it's going to mostly be because of Russell Wilson. So can we get the guy a vote? Can we get that guy maybe the trophy? He is just an incredible player to watch. And they got the work cut out for him short week. They got the Rams coming up, a Rams team that is bruised after losing to the Cardinals. They were 5-0 and last year. This year, at best, they're going to be 3-2 and after five games if yep. they can win on Thursday night. I'm going to stay in the NFC West. I'm going Cliff Kingsbury. Because, look, I had this guy right on the hot seat entering the season. The Cardinals change coaches fairly regularly. This was it, up or out, playoffs or bust, toughest division in football. They're, hey, they're 4-0. and And they ended an eight-game losing streak against the Rams, even though the Rams had Matthew Stafford as the upgrade over Jared Goff. Whatever the Cardinals did, it worked. 37-20 victory. Good for Cliff Kingsbury to get it done. All right, uh, Mike, Monday Night Football, AFC West. Las Vegas Raiders at the Los Angeles Chargers. The Raiders fans are going to overtake SoFi Stadium. You'll think the Raiders moved to L.A., not the Chargers. Who wins tonight? I, I think the Raiders do. I mean, Derek Carr is playing incredibly well. They get pressure on the quarterback on the defensive side. Let's see if they can get the running game going. And there'll be two undefeateds, one in the NFC with Arizona, and the other is going to be the Raiders in the AFC. Hey, if I'm wrong about this, I, don't, I won't care. I think the Chargers are the better team. But until somebody pops the bubble that is this early season greatness from the Raiders, yep. I am not going to pick against it again. I have learned the hard way multiple times so far this season. They have something going. It's special. And until it ends, Mike, you just got to keep riding that horse. Oh, absolutely. And at some point, Derek Carr will get the love he so seeks from John Gruden at some point in this season or his career. I think he's become John Gruden. I think that's the key to finally getting the full-throated approval from John Gruden. Just start acting like him, talking like him, looking like him, behaving like him, and uh, we'll see if the Raiders can pull it off. That's it. We'll see you at 5 o'clock Eastern for PFTPM. Dan Patrick show up next on Peacock. Everybody have a great day. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.